Hey everyone, Julia here, and welcome to 20 Fucking Something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s by diving into the ins and outs of dating, friendship, anxieties we all face, and whatever other bullshit that happens in your 20s. Wow, holy shit, long time no see, guys. How we doing? Um, so, summer's been a little crazy. We finally, I can't believe it's September 10th already. Um, I feel like the time has been flying by, but sorry for being so MIA. As you all know, I live in Paris now, so of course it's Euro summer, which means everyone just kind of drops off the face of the earth for the entire month of August. Um, and so I've been, yeah, kind of doing my own thing. And so I'm really excited to catch up. I'm really happy to be back and, uh, to get back on schedule. So I guess let's get into it. So as I just was saying, the whole month of August, everyone in Paris is essentially gone because everyone is traveling, so on and so forth. And of course, in Parisian fashion, I had to hop on the bandwagon of (laughs) taking work off for an entire month and traveling. So first place I went to, I went to Mallorca with my boyfriend and we had such an amazing time. Mallorca is stunning. I've been wanting to go for a long time now, especially because my best friend Izzy from home, she lives there now with her boyfriend full time. And so I've been meaning to get down there and I figured why not two birds, one stone. And yeah, so Nico and I went and we rented a car, which was honestly such a game changer because I didn't realize this, but the island is huge. It takes an hour to get from the north end to the south end. So if you don't have a car, you're kind of stuck unless you're staying in a main city like Palma. But so we rented a car and yeah, so totally game changer. And it was nice because every morning we kind of got into a routine of, like, we would wake up, we'd go to breakfast at the hotel, um, and then we'd take the car for the morning slash part of the afternoon, drive to a new beach town, and then come back to the hotel and, like, sit at the pool and hang out. But before I get into all of that, we chose um, a hotel that was in um, Puerto Palenza. And it was so cute. It's about an hour from Palma. It's in the northern part of the island. And we didn't realize it's more of like a family town, but there were still a lot of things to do at nighttime. You could walk the entire cove because it was pretty much just like this really long boardwalk covered in restaurants and bars. So there was a nightlife, which was great. And so that was one aspect but so the hotel that we were staying at was it was all-inclusive which was great because then it's like you don't have to really worry about food or drinks and whatnot but um it, it was a family resort so it was mostly like older couples with their kids and uh you know like pool toys everywhere and screaming and whatnot But, of course, we made the best of that because uh, unlimited booze. Uh, So, can't really go wrong there. But um, another thing that was fun at the hotel is that at nighttime, I guess probably around, like, the middle of dinner slash after dinner, they'd have a kid show at night. And so, every night after we'd have dinner, we'd go out and uh, watch the kid show because it was kind of funny. 
And then afterwards, they would have the adult section. So every night was something different. So we had, like, um, people on stilts in these crazy costumes just dancing. We had a couple of different singers for different for different nights and uh, some magic tricks and whatever. So it was funny to see, you know, they, they were trying to make it entertaining for everybody. And overall, it was great. Hotel was totally fine. It was in a great spot. And... Um, yeah, I wish I could remember what it was called, but I'd have to look that up. But so, hotel was great, but enough about the hotel, it's so boring. The best part was the beaches were incredible. They were, I'm, it was honestly really cold, like the water was way colder than I expected, but it was refreshing. And so the beaches are all really cute, and because we had the car, we were able to drive around to different beach towns, whether it was like 20 minutes away, or half an hour, or whatever. And it was nice because you got to explore parts that I don't think most people go to. And luckily, because Izzy lives there, she was able to give us some recommendations of little hidden gems to go check out. So that was a lot of fun. And then I think by like we were there for a week or I think like eight days, something like that. And so um, after getting into that and seeing all the like nice beaches around, we ended up going to... Uh, Nico wanted to plan this cute little day trip, whatever. So we went to this hike and, well, I didn't know it was a hike at the time. And I wish he was here to give his perspective because we're sitting at the pool and he was like, oh, wow, why don't we go? I have this really pretty place I want to take us. It's a surprise, whatever. You need to wear biker shorts and have your bathing suit and sneakers. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, not sure where this is going to take me, but let's do it. So we drive about... 40, 40 minutes, I think, half an hour to this, I don't even know what the town was, but anyways, so we pull up to this, like, nature reserve park, and as you're driving in, the road, it turns from pavement into, like, road, full of potholes, you know, whatever, not maintained at all because it's a nature reserve park. So we're driving through it in our tiny rented Fiat, and I'm like, this this is not an Outback. We are not, <laughs> this car cannot handle these, like, foot-deep potholes. But we make it to the top, and we start walking, and it's like instant vertical incline. And so we're walking, we're walking, mind you, in Mallorca, it's like 100 degrees every day. So hot, humid, whatever, so we're hiking up, it's really pretty. And so we start going onto the trail, and the trail again is like, you know, you there's no real uh, railing, it's, you know, covered in rocks, whatever, but so I'm in front, I'm like walking around, I'm, you know, too confident, and I'm wearing, of course, not proper hiking shoes, I'm wearing my like running shoes with zero tread on them. And so we're walking, and all of a sudden I go to take a step, and I, like my, my, uh, what is it? Yeah, my left foot's down, my right foot's about to pick up, and I slip and I fall underneath the like janky wooden hand railing, and I catch myself at the last minute, and it was one of those moments of like, holy shit, that could have just ended so poorly. And so after being stunned for like 20 seconds, I pull myself up, giant bruise on my right thigh, and I scraped it a little bit but honestly I don't know how the hell I didn't like land on my back and hit it funny because there were so many sharp rocks 
But so, of course, now I'm like, all right, fuck this. We need to get to the bottom because now I'm not calling quits. I just, like, fell. I have to make it through. And we were only maybe, like, 25 minutes into the hour hike or something. And also, he did not tell me it was 10 kilometers one way. So that's, like, uh, like six and a half miles. <laughs> so we keep hiking, we finally see the water, and I'm like, oh, thank God, we're here, we're like, hallelujah, and all of a sudden, as we turn the bend to start what we think is the beach, it's like sharp, jagged rocks in the water that you have to climb and scale through to get to the actual beach, oh my God, I almost lost my shit, I was like, my knees were shaking, I was so scared, because obviously you like lose confidence when after you fall like that. And I have had, uh, I've injured my knees two times each, so they're not great. And so I was like, at one point holding onto a rock, crying, like, oh, I can't do this. Like, ah! like I'm just going to swim, whatever. Meanwhile, the swim would have been even worse. And of course, as I'm like having this temper tantrum, there are these kids who are like five and six, just like jumping back and forth from each rock, like no problem, laughing, smiling. And I'm over here like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to cry, like whatever. Nico was great though. Of course, he was like, come on, like you can do this. It's totally fine. You've got it. Very encouraging. To which I was like, okay. So long story short, we make it to the beach and the beach was gorgeous absolutely incredible it was like a pebble beach but not the type where it's like too big that it's uncomfortable it was like small little rocks and so we sat there for the rest of the afternoon we had we brought some beers with us and uh the water was great and it was cool because it was like a little secluded cove so I don't think many people really would know about it unless you knew about it and uh, there were boats in the water, so people were having like a boat party, and uh, yeah, it was a, like a beautiful rest of the day. The hike back was not as bad, but yeah, safe to say I was like, how about we like talk about this next time? But it was really cute. That was great. We ended up going back home and just like having dinner and passing out because we were so tired. But overall, we saw so many cute um, towns. We went to Soyer which was really pretty, and we had a great lunch there. And overall, I want to go back to Mallorca, and um, it was so great to see Izzy and finally meet her boyfriend and go to, I don't know, an island I've been wanting to go to. So that was Mallorca. Thinking about our second trip in islands, um, I ended up going to Greece maybe like a week or two later with the one and only Solana and Sophia. And so we all flew in to Athens different times, which was honestly pretty funny. But so we did Athens for the first night um, because we just wanted to have a day to recoup. Solana was coming from New York and, you know, Sophie and I just had kind of had a crazy week in Paris. So we landed in Athens and we just, we stayed at a hotel, which was nice. It was right by the Acropolis. It was really pretty. It was a great view. Um... Athens itself is kind of eh. I mean, we didn't have a lot of time to really explore, I guess. But the Acropolis was stunning. We did a we bought tickets and we just walked through it and um it's really weird. I don't know if other people feel this way, but when I stand in historical places like that, it's I always am like that's so weird that 
people used to like stand here and it used to be a market and politics and who tried to conspire against who and you know all that fun stuff so we did the Acropolis it was cool to see it it's massive and also we didn't really like I don't know I don't know why I didn't not that I don't think Athens is huge but it was crazy to be at the top of the Acropolis and you're just looking out and literally in any direction unless you're looking at the water is the entire city and even driving from the airport into Athens you're instantly in Athens and it takes you about like half an hour to get there so it's just it's a huge city I expected something different I guess but I mean it was fine it you know, we walked around. The area that we were in was great. Did You know, it served the purpose of giving us somewhere to stay. But so the next morning, we had a 7 a.m. ferry, 5.30 wake-up call. We went to uh, – we were going to Mykonos. And so we decided that we were going to take the ferry because that's what I've always heard is you take the ferry. You know, it's cheap, whatever. They are not cheap, let me tell you. They, I saved a lot of money for this trip, and transportation alone, partially because of these ferries, they're like two hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, um, for a one way ticket. Like they're so expensive, it's kind of crazy. But so, five thirty wake up, seven a.m. or we had to get there an hour early, so six thirty for a seven thirty ferry, and so we're on it and. You know, Sophia and I get really seasick, so we bought some Dramamine. And so we popped the Dramamine, and we're sleeping, and, you know, we wake up maybe two hours in. Oh, my God, this ferry ride was four and a half hours. Like, so, so long. But, and they're also, like, for all my New York listeners, the, it's like the Cross Sound Ferry, like the New London Ferry, but times three or four so it's these giant boats that can fit I think probably like 500 people on it plus I don't know however many cars and they're huge and so they take you from Athens or you know wherever and they stop at the different islands and so you know of course we had to stop at like four islands before we got to Mykonos and um Sophia and I safe to say we're absolutely dying by the end like holding on for dear life, trying not to throw up from how seasick we were because you'd look at like on the boat itself, you couldn't really feel it. But then it was like you'd look out the window and it just looks like the boat's flat in the ocean, like on the side. <laughs> and so there's a funny, Solana took a funny picture of us, which I'll have to share uh, on Instagram. But so, you know, four and a half hours later, we make it to Old Port in Mykonos come to find out there's no cabs like they have cabs but um they don't have uber and so we have to take the bus and so the whole place is just absolutely chaotic and this was a situation where I was like tourists are dumb like like people are so it just goes to show how dumb some people are and like American tourists just make me want to pull my hair out because I'm like, guys, we need to do better. We need to do better. And so we all we all figure it out. We get situated. We find the bus. We get onto the bus and we get dropped off in Little Venice. Little Venice is adorable. It is so freaking cute. Lots of bars, lots of restaurants, so many different types of people, families, couples, girls trips, guys trips, you know, whatever. So there's a lot to do 
it's very loud um, because obviously everyone is partying. And so we got an Airbnb, which was in like dead center, little Venice, super cute. Um, and the, the Airbnb host was great. And so, yeah, we got to go out to a bunch of different bars and we didn't, we had just mostly like dinner reservations and day bed reservations for going to the beach. And so we ended up going to Namos because I feel like that's something you have to do. And it was so weird because when we were there, I was like, why do I know this name? I like am recognizing it. They had a, one of those like direction signs where it's like, you know, New York, Dubai, whatever. And one of them was East Hampton. And I was like, oh my God, Namos, Namos, what the hell is Namos? And then I had this like trigger flashback to my sophomore year of high school when like me and my friends would go to this club called Namos in Southampton at home. And I was like, holy shit, that is so funny. Like so weird. But we did that. It was fun. I mean, super overpriced, whatever. It was very chaotic. And then the next day we went to this place called Pujabi, I think it was called. And it was absolutely stunning of a, of a uh, beach club. Everyone was very calm. It was very relaxing. It was way cheaper, but like in an affordable way. And the food was great. The service was great. You had a stunning view. It was kind of hidden. So there weren't any boats around. And, it, you know, the crowd was just different. So it was great to just, like, be hungover and relax. Um, and then we went to this place called Hippie Fish, which if you ever go to Mykonos, you have to go to this restaurant. It is stunning. The food is chef's kiss incredible and funny enough actually I posted a picture of it on my Instagram and this girl that I know from home she comments and she was like oh my god where is this and I was like oh it's hippie fish it's in Mykonos and she was like no way like that's my aunt's restaurant so goes to show small fucking world you never know but it was incredible you have to go hippie fish that's what it's called um but so I will say, though, Mykonos, again, not what I expected. Not really my favorite. It was pretty. Like, where in, in the parts that we went to, it was pretty. But when you're driving through, it's a lot of underdeveloped uh, housing. And, like, it's kind of barren, like, the land. It's not very green, which I'm sure is just the summertime because, again, it's, like, a, you know, 100 degrees or whatever. But it wasn't what I expected, and maybe that has to do with the fact that we, you know, it was us three girls. It was really expensive, so that was obviously a factor. And then, I don't know, we weren't really, like, trying to go clubbing, clubbing. Like, we went to uh, Scorpios, and that was a lot of fun. But again, like, you're waiting in line. I We had a 10.30, or no, a 10 o'clock reservation. We didn't get seated till 11.15, and you know, service was kind of fast, whatever. So, and on top of that, the tourists there, I've traveled a decent amount, I'd like to think. And I've never been anywhere where I've noticed that the tourists are like exceptionally rude. Like the people there, the people like the Greek people are very nice. Like everyone in the restaurants and the hotels and so on. Great, very kind, super welcoming, funny. And the tourists were just, like, incredibly rude. Not just to the staff and, like, the people that, you know, in each establishment, but to, like, other people. So I thought that was really interesting. I didn't really love that, safe to say. But, 
you know, whatever. So, Mykonos is a little overhyped. I think we, obviously, if you go to Greece, you should go at least once because now I know what it's like. And it's not to say I would never go again. I think I would go more in the sense of, like, it was a bachelorette party or some big event like that where it's planned and, you know, whatever. But so, overall, great. If you go, you should stay in Little Venice. It was a lot of fun, great food, good vibes, lots of music, whatever. But so on our next stop, um, sadly, Sophia parted ways with us. But so Solana and I went to Santorini. We again took another ferry. And this one wasn't so bad because instead of the four and a half, it was only two and a half. But again, took some Dramamine. My headphones were in. My sunglasses were on. And I said, DND, do not talk to me for the two hours. But so we get there. Again, there's no cabs. So we had to take this like weird bus. I don't know. But so we stayed in Fira, and it was stunning. I mean, minus the, the funniest thing is, like, all these towns are so old, so it's all cobblestone. So it's, like, Solana and I dragging our heavy-ass suitcases up these cobblestones. I'm, like, crying because I know that the wheels are going to break off, but whatever. That's the least of my worries. But so um, we stayed at this hotel called Lotus on the Cliff, and if you, we booked it through, I think, Expedia or whatever. But if you ever go, you should totally stay at this hotel. They have a pool. They have a restaurant. It's a beautiful view right on the water, on the cliff. And, um, like, I can't, words can't even describe. The sunsets were immaculate. Every morning we woke up, we had a little terrace. So we had coffee on the terrace. And the buildings are just, like, insanely stacked on top of each other and they intertwine and it's like how the hell did someone build this is my first question because it is so intricate it is so beautifully done and just overall stunning gorgeous 10 out of 10 and so the first night because we got there you know in the early afternoon morning we did a wine tasting and we went I can't I can't remember the town but it was called um Domain Sigalas and if you ever have the chance to go you definitely should they have several wine tasting options and let me tell you the 14% alcohol in this wine was kicking it the wine was so good the views of the vineyard were stunning and it's in a very quiet sector well section oh my god and I didn't know this about Santorini, but they're known for their vineyards. They're known for their wine because of the because it's a volcanic island. Uh, the volcanic ash of the earth like gives it this different acidic flavor. Um, and yeah, so it was just nice to try a different kind of wine. And since moving to Paris, it's kind of cool to taste the difference. And now that I understand more about wine, um, I'm not saying I'm a sommelier or anything, but it's it's fun and also Solana and I love to do wine tastings we've done them before and it was a great way to spend the first night and kind of getting adjusted and you know getting over the seasickness but so then the next day our first full day Solana and I did a catamaran sailing tour um where you know we had lunch included unlimited drinks and so the and it was um through Airbnb which you should totally do if you have the chance it's not it's not very expensive and Again, all-inclusive with lunch. You have unlimited drinks, water, cocktail, soda, whatever. And they take you to some of Santorini's, like, well-known beaches. They take you to hidden coves and to the volcano. 
And so 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. we did that. We actually met this uh, British family. There were, It was us, a British family with um, a, a guy and a girl who are close to our age and then another family with two young kids. So, of course, like, the four of us, like, 20-something year olds are, like, getting drunk, smoking cigarettes on the boat, whatever, swimming, jumping off. And then the adults are, like, in the back just, like, very quietly, you know, minding their own business. But we had a lot of fun. And the captain was super nice. The uh, server, the chef, she was great. Um, And it was a really nice way to kind of see the island and enjoy the day. And so I highly recommend it if you ever get the chance to do that. And so also that same day we had rented an ATV because we wanted to drive around. And so... (laughs) Love you, soul, but heaven forbid she ever drives. So, of course, I'm driving this ATV in full focus mode because the roads are so windy. But we took the ATV, we drove the entire island, you know, north to south, and it weirdly didn't take that long. It was, you know, maybe a couple of hours, and we got to drive through the different towns, and we stopped and we got lunch, and really made the most of, like, our full day there. And the ATV was a lot of fun, but it's very stressful. Also, my your hands get tired from freaking clutching and whatever. But it was a great time, great move. Um, and we wanted to do the ATV in Mykonos, but it honestly, it is so crazy to drive there. So we're, I'm really glad we got to do it in Santorini. Um, also, speaking about not having any cabs, what we called... Uh, I messaged a friend who was also in Greece at the time, and I was like... How the hell do you get around here? And he was like, there's this app called iMove Ride app. So note that down because it's kind of like their version of Uber. Uber is not legal there. And they only have, uh, this is what one of the drivers was telling me from the Ride app, that they monopolize the taxi industry. And so there's only 30 cabs because they want to make it um, more expensive. They want to make it harder to get a cab driver, you know, license, approval, whatever. And so use this app. It's super affordable. It's a flat rate. It's like 36 euros. And um, they're they're great. They're really easy to call. So we, had, we found that when we were in Mykonos and honestly, lifesaver. But so after ending the honeymoon in Santorini, we... Uh, get back to Athens but this time we flew so thank god because it would have been like an eight hour ferry or something insane like that and I was like hell no not happening so we flew and the flight was like 60 bucks or something so really doesn't matter but flew back to Athens we stayed at the same hotel because they were so great it's called the Athens Gate Hotel if you're there you should totally check it out super affordable and really stunning and they have a great rooftop um, 360 patio that you can have drinks, dinner, lunch, breakfast is up there too. Um, you should look it up. But so then that was, you know, Santorini. That was our Greece trip. Solon and I then flew back to Paris and, oh my God, (laughs) that was in itself. She thought she missed her, she thought her flight was canceled. She ended up missing her flight. She had to, she came and stayed with me the extra night and then, you know, which was so (laughs) It's great to have her as always, but it was just absolutely chaotic. But she ended up getting back on her flight to New York. I had, I was still in Paris. And then, you know, as one does, they have a mental spiral. I decided that I was going to buy my ticket the night before and fly back to New York. 
So I went to New York for a week, saw my family, and then, you know, after a much-needed reset, I was like, all right, it's time to get back to Paris. Let's get into things. And so with all that being said, summer has been chaotic. Summer has been good. But we are finally in September, and I'm finally ready to get into, you know, the grind of a routine and a schedule. And, you know, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I'm a fall winter girly, and I'm, I'm ready for, you know, the cold. I'm ready for jackets and sweaters and hats and whatever. I don't do well in the heat. I don't like being sweaty. I think my winter wardrobe is way more stylish. And I also... The thing about summer, you know, it's nice to kind of detach and do whatever you want. And, you know, the sun is great for my uh, seasonal depression, but I feel too unstructured. And, um, you know, since Paris, you know, was 100 degrees and they don't, you know, France and Europe likes to take vacations for the last two months. I'm definitely ready to get back to a routine and having my you know, daily schedule, my weeks planned out. I'm excited to get into my, in. I've been working at the internship all summer, but that was for part-time. So I'm excited to be there full-time now and get into the swing of like my actual job and to do things productive and whatnot. But call me crazy. I'm a January baby. So obviously I like the cold, but with all that rambling and all this catching up, um, thanks for tuning in this week. Sorry again for how long it's been. You know, it's Euro summer and we all need to disconnect. But thanks for listening and make sure to tune in next week. Remember, this is 20 fucking something, the podcast that breaks down the chaoticness of living in your 20s. Stay bold out there and I'll catch you guys next time.